Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Let's begin now. All right, 601. We're ready to have some fun. Welcome into the KCLD Playhouse. I'm JJ. House Cat. Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. What did you do yesterday? Give me something fun. I always like to start the day with knowing that you had a fun day after you left here yesterday. No such luck. I didn't have a fun day. I had to watch my baby be in like so much pain yesterday. Oh, no, what I happened? felt so bad for him. So he has had this wart on his knee, and it was like the size of a like a pea. Maybe you see this bump at yeah. the end of this liquid paper. It was that size and he was getting a little self-conscious about it you know a basketball yeah, yeah. shorts and uh he kept asking can we freeze it off so we tried to do it at home and oh, it just wasn't working no. right? and so we tried and uh then i said all right i'm just gonna book you an appointment and so we went there i broke him out of school early he was all excited you know when they get to walk past all their friends right. like, where are you going and then we get to the doctor and she brings in that big can of nitrous oxide or whatever it yeah. is, and she sprays it three times. Everything is great. It turns white, promising color, right? She's like, this is what you have to do for the next, like, nine days. Put some liquid on there. Put the little Band-Aid, medicine Band-Aids on top. I'm like, all right, we can handle that. We get in the car. We go to Target. I say, sit in here. I'm going to go inside and get some more liquid for your knee. We get, I get back in the car. He has these tears rushing down his face and the spot all around the wart area is like red and throbbing and he's in just like writhing in pain and screaming. Really? Like crying so hard. I'm like, oh my God, how can I possibly soothe him? So I pumped him full of ibuprofen, laid him down in his bed. He relaxed a little bit. He calmed down. And then before he went to bed... He pulled the covers off his legs and a huge, like, bubble this big was there. Like, you know how you're not supposed to pop it? It it blistered. But then he bent his knee and it opened on its own. So we put a hot rag over it and um, looked like it was, like, about to fall off almost already. So hopefully that happened. Yeah, a little too much on there is what happened. So I I had... uh, When I was in college, I got my first planter wart, which is on the bottom of your foot. And... I think it's because you got so many athletes in the shower and there's just fungus everywhere in the locker room, right? Yep. And um, and it, it would get to the point where it would hurt because it was on the, the bottom of my foot where I would stride, the part of my stride. Yeah. And so, like, I had a friend cut it out with a razor blade. Oof. And then I, and then it came back, and then cut it out again. And it came yeah. back, and then finally one of our trainers goes, "You need to get to the doctor. Like that's got to come off your foot. You got to get that burned off." And the same thing happened to me. The, my doctor came in, and it was one of these old school doctors that was working with the college, and he like froze it with this uh, like it was the same liquid nitrogen stuff, yeah. but he had it on the end of like a Q tip, like a like a swab. If you go to the hospital, that's what we've that been you, using and, from CVS. But it froze like a giant chunk of my foot. Yeah, and and eventually it went away until I was an adult, and then I got another one right next to it. Oh, no. And, and my son Nolan had the same thing. He had one little wart on his knee, and it kept getting bigger, kept getting bigger. Yeah. The stuff you buy to try and do it at home never works, I don't think. I think you got to go in and get that sucker froze off. Yeah, so we did that, and then we got the liquid so we can kill that other bacteria from having it grow back. But hopefully the next nine days we can just get rid of it and be done with it. That but sucks. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I got a PR on my Peloton. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I so, so I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I was really, really tired when I got done with the show because I didn't sleep much. And I thought, all right, well, I'll just do cardio at home. And uh, I did an hour ride 
and it was my new like PR, like this Jen pizza Sherman girl. No, pizza <laughs> no, but like I had a, a the, the greatest hour workout. It was like an 800 calorie burn. And uh, th- there's this one trainer that I really, really like, and she pushes super hard. But I got to tell you, the more I, uh, I do rides with her, the more I notice that when it gets to the really hard parts, she just stands there uh-huh. and reads stuff off the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. Or says, hey, you know, this is a really interesting thing about Billy Joel. Yeah, but and think I'm of like, how many classes she has to do a day. That's your job. Yeah, but it's still exhausting. I think it's only like two. I think it's one or two classes a day these people you teach. Don't know. I was like, dang. Uh, and so uh, so that was the highlight of my day yesterday. Okay, good. My son's hockey team is so bad. <laughs> I can't I can't stand it anymore. It is so they are so bad. That's never it's never fun. They're almost lose I think all the time. At one point they were they were ranked the worst team in the state. So they won that title. Uh, yeah. They're number I mean, one in that title. It, it, no one else can beat them. It's hard to go to these games that. anymore. I mean, I love my kid, and I like a lot of the kids on his team. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard to watch. I'd like to take this opportunity to try to restore your faith in humanity. Everything is negative. Turn on the news. There's shootings. There's kidnappings. There's everything going on. You can go to social media. It's basically all bad news. I'm here today to restore your faith in humanity. So, last weekend, my sister gets married. We're on our way to Key West. We stop a couple of times. You get gas, you get snacks, we stop for lunch. And somewhere along the line, my wife lost her Apple Watch. Okay. All right? And we get to the wet. This is sometime Friday late morning as we're driving to Key West. Mm-hmm. She realizes it at the wedding. That she doesn't have her Apple Watch on anymore. Really? I go, what, what do you, how do you lose your watch? I mean, you know, it's, it's uncommon. And she's usually very attention to detail oriented. And so I go on my phone and I know, uh, do, is there anything like this for Android people? Like if Derek loses his phone, could, do, can you Don't find it? Don't talk down to me. And yes. Okay. You can, um, There's a find my yes. phone thing for Android people. So I go to. Um, <laughs> Stop calling us that. Android people. Folk. Android we folk. take offense to it. <laughs> you would as an Android <laughs> person. Uh, so I go on my phone. And I look, and her watch is back in a little town called Marathon. And I'm like, Mm. what were we doing in Marathon? Did we stop for gas there? I know we ran into CVS. I'm trying to think. And so regardless, my wife thought it was at a CVS in Marathon. So she calls. They don't have it. We can see where the watch is. And it looks like it's maybe on the side of the road or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I have to officiate my sister's wedding. And then we got the reception. And I'm just like, let's hit it on the way back. And so I turn it off. Or maybe you can leave a message on it. I'm not exactly sure how it works. But we don't get any pings on it. We can't find it. We just, it's it's gone. So in the meantime, my wife orders another watch. It's getting delivered like yesterday. She emails me yesterday during the show that somebody had found it. And they emailed her, hey, Trisha, found your watch in Marathon, Florida. Mm-hmm. Turned it into the radio shack that's right next to the Winn-Dixie, and they have it. So my wife's like. How did they get her email? I think there's a, a contact situation. Like if you find an Apple product, you won't know this is a, an Android person. But if you find an Apple product, you can leave a message that's associated with the product. Like she, they, okay. they probably couldn't turn it on. And get all the functions to work because there's a code. But somehow they emailed her. Yeah. And they said, hey, we have this. So my wife emails back. She's like, it's going to be forever before I get back that way. 
could you put it in the mail? I'd be happy to pay for the postage. And the guy goes, absolutely no problem, right? And a little while later, he sends her a screenshot of what the postage costs. It's like six bucks, maybe five, six bucks. And it's in the mail. And the whole time, listen, this is how jaded I am. The whole time my wife's telling me this stuff, I go, don't give this guy any information. Mm-hmm. Don't give, don't Venmo him money because somehow he's going to steal your identity. She looks into it. This guy and his wife are basically modern day hippies. They sold all their possessions, retired, and they're on a faith-based journey across the United States wow. in a truck with a camper. They're living out of that, just doing humanitarian work for people in our country. That is so nice. So she went on the guy's website. So she researches him. She looks him up. Yeah. Guy and his wife, Facebook. They got a, their own website documenting their journey. They got an Instagram and stuff like that. So she makes a donation to the guy's uh, journey. So he's got like a, a GoFundMe to help, you know, money with humanitarian efforts. They'll go over here where they need to help build a school. Yeah. Or there's a small town in Alabama that needs help with this or whatever. And I was like, this restore, because if you, um, be super honest, if you walked out in the alley today, or let's say you go to the grocery store and you're walking out to your car and you see a phone or a watch, are you giving it back to that person? I would probably turn it in because I would, what would I even do with it? No, it's a $400 watch. You're going to turn that yeah, in? Yeah, I'd turn that in. That's a lot. That's a lot. An $800 of, brand new iPhone. I feel like would most people in? would turn it in. Boy, I don't know, man. I think that's really sad to think that most people wouldn't. There was that uh, woman that drove off and had her laptop, her iPad, her name badge, and then like this binder drove off in the alley out there, left it all there this summer, and we just kind of put it all together and put it on the back step, and she came back to get it. Where else was I supposed to put it? But I mean, you should always, like something of value like that, could have pictures on it, could yeah. have years of work. I just, she liked her watch and I felt really bad for her. She, yeah. she felt bad. She's like, oh my gosh, I never lose anything. And I'm like, it's, it's three, $400, whatever. It's not the end of the world. But, uh, I was just restored my faith in humanity that somebody that lives that far away would find it, reach out, put it in the mail the same day and really not ask for anything as far as compensation goes. What have we always said? People in Florida are terrible. Now we can't say that. Restored faith in humanity. My wife lost uh, my wife lost her, her Apple Watch last weekend, and I, we just thought it was gone because we couldn't find it. it we, we knew where it was. We knew what city it was in. We knew kind of where the highway was and stuff like that, but obviously we weren't going to find it. And then yesterday she gets an email from a guy who, again, what we can tell about his story is that they sold off all their possessions, and he and his wife were near retirement age, so they sold everything, bought a pickup truck with a camper on the back, like the, the little camper thing, and they're like modern-day hippies. They go around and do charity work or missionary work. Yeah. And they found her watch, emailed her, said, hey, Trisha, we found your watch. And my wife's like, oh, my God, can you mail it back, and I'll Venmo you the money. And they did immediately. So is she canceling her purchase of her other watch? Got here. Was, oh. So and I'm like, right, so we got an extra watch. So uh, if anybody's looking to buy an Apple watch, mm-hmm. uh, I got one for you. So I thought this would be a good time to do some, you know, restored faith in humanity stories. And I threw it up on our Facebook page. And one of the favorite ones that I've got so far, uh, Lisa said, sounds strange, but what restored my faith in humanity was a bus driver. There was a lady on the bus yesterday who was either trying to be sneaky about not paying the fare or forgot but instead of kicking her off, the driver was so compassionate and patient with her, more than I would have been. Oh, You know, just little yeah. things like that can completely restore your faith in humanity. And Nikki, you got a story for us? 
Yes, I do. Please do. So I was in South Carolina um, at Myrtle Beach, and I lost my phone in the ocean. Oh, no. And it, I was looking for it for so long, and my ID was in there, my debit card was in there. Oh, not yeah. A, not a good idea to keep all that in there. Um, so I had to have my passport overnight shipped to me so that I could fly back. And then, uh, like, three months later, I have a new phone, a new ID, a new debit card already. But three months later, I get a message on Facebook from this guy in South Carolina and said, Hey, I found your phone in Myrtle Beach. Is the address on your ID present so I can send it to you? And I was like, huh, it's not, but here's my new one. And so I got my phone back. It was very dead because it was in the ocean. For yeah. Months. But... Now, did he, he didn't, when he reached out to you at first, he didn't lead with like, hey, if you send me a bunch of money, I'll send it to you or anything. He was just ready to send it on his own dime out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, like he never an asked for postage or anything. And looking back now, I definitely should have offered that, but he didn't. You yeah, got to think of so- how much effort that takes. Like how many times do you just like not drop something off at the post office. It's into the trunk or the back yeah, of your car for a like, month. He had to go and actively get in his car, go to the post office, fill everything out, mail it on his own dime just because he wanted you to have your personal information back, which I think was cool. Why didn't you just tell him to throw it all out? Because you got everything new. Like, cut cut up my cards, throw it all out. Yeah, I mean, I could have, but I... I mean, I like the phone case that I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it has like plankton on it. And and you, you just said the the phone was completely ruined because it was in the water way too long. You couldn't have just thrown it in a bag of rice. <laughs> uh, yeah, not gonna. Yeah, that, that there. That's a great faith in humanity. Sorry, thanks for sharing, Nikki. Have a great morning. Yeah, thanks. I that, do have to say, when we go to Powder Ridge, the kids that are out there are very nice oh, when adults are around. When you bit, when you bit it the other day I, and that kid stopped and yeah. asked if you were okay? Mouthful of snow <laughs> and I couldn't get up because it's impossible to get up on skis by yourself. It's freaking impossible. And this snowboarder tween, he's like, hey, do you need help getting up? And Liam always asks people, do you need help? Do you, are you okay? And I think it's like maybe the way of the slopes, you know? You always um, want to make sure that people are okay so they can get out of the way and not get barreled over. But I decided when I'm out there, I do notice that kids, when the adults are around, are on their best behavior, which I appreciate. Here's a throwback Thursday for you. Uh, So finalists from this husband calling contest in 2017 Mm -hmm. at the Iowa State Fair. I posted the video on my cat KCLD Facebook page last night. I didn't know that we were going to have the audio this morning, but um, the winner won $500. Bob, Bob, hurry up. I don't. Can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now. You know you're going to be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Roy, 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 Okay. All right. So normally it's like hog calling contests. This one was a husband calling contest. When does that start? When when does it start when you start talking to your spouse? Like I think that? it's the, when you get an empty nest. You just when all the kids are gone, can't handle the kids. The have got, they're gone. They they either went away to college, yeah, or they uh, they got families of their own. Mm-hmm. And oh, there was a woman pure panic yesterday. I was getting my Starbucks, and she walks into Target, and she like stops the show. You know, she's that dramatic. She's like my mom stops the show. <laughs> Where is Sock Rapids <laughs> like that? And her husband is parked right out front. Which right Target in- is this? 
the one-off Lincoln. Okay. So all of us are like, okay, so you're going to go out here, you're going to take a left, and you're going to take that to Benton you're Drive. Three miles That's away. it. You are literally right there. She goes, I told him. <laughs> I oh! told him. And she goes, my husband and I have been fighting for four miles, and I slammed the door on him. I just need to take a breath. I mean, she was so over the top. He's in dramatic. the car. Yeah. And she walked in and just said, slam the door. I will find Sauk Rapids. Yeah. You don't know where you're going. Wow. You don't know directions. It was so classic. And she had to have been in her 50s. So maybe that's when it starts. What's trending? What's trending? All right. So the Toronto Zoo doing it. I think the Philly Zoo does it. You know, zoos do it to raise money to take care of whatever they have as far as needs at their zoo. But it's always a cute little spin on it, whether it is for Valentine's Day and you want to name a cockroach after your ex or maybe a boss. People now have a chance to name a cockroach in honor of someone who truly bugs them. The zoo will release the most popular names once the contest wraps, but staff say so far, Jeff and Kyle are the most Oh my god, to Kyle and Jeff. I was gonna say Kyle. I didn't even listen to that audio, by the way. I just kind of threw it in there, but Kyle was my boss, and he was on the same level as my brother, so I worked for my older brother when I was younger, when I was like 15 to 18 and then I moved out but I worked there and Kyle was just like always picking on me and I'm like I sharpen skates dude I'm not here (laughs) to do really anything else that's what I get paid to do or open up the skate park you know and deal with little pipsqueak kids that don't bring their waivers that's what I dealt with but Kyle was like he was the worst, for a lack of better words. He was just always in my business. So I would say, Kyle, what about a, a boss for you, former boss? Jason Enright. Oh, we got a last yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. He was one of my first radio bosses. Yeah. This guy, he had only gotten elevated to be my boss because his boss had quit. And then the boss mm. in front of be, you know, the next one also quit. Yeah. And he just got promoted because there was nobody left at that radio station. Yep. This guy was a bag of work. But then I also worked at the Dairy Queen. Uh-huh. For a guy named Ron Fry. Okay. His last name was really Fry. Oh, that's As cool. in French. Yeah. And, uh, mm. and so you'll that name guy sucked too. So I'd name a roach after that a guy too. Cockroaches. <laughs> I didn't, I literally yeah. did not mean Great. to put the emphasis. Yep. Anyway, who is your boss you're going to name a cockroach after? We'll cover the $25 fee for the zoo. But <laughs> what is the name? Go ahead and text it because that's what's trending. The last few years, people are losing all sense of what is right and what is wrong of how to react to a certain situation. But then, you know, they go home and tell their kids how to act. You know, you better behave. So I don't hear about it. But it's It's like adults losing their cool. That concerns me in a big, big way. This is from the Guitar Center. This audio surfaced this week of an employee have to he had to physically remove this customer who was belligerently drunk. And um, threw him out onto the sidewalk. The guy had hit his head on a sandwich sign. Of- <laughs> All right, you're going to leave right now. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? You are leaving this store right now. Damn. Good job, dude. One <laughs> guy standing by. Good job, man. <laughs> Good job, man. He was the one videotaping. Because you need, you need evidence nowadays because it's your word against theirs is it doesn't work anymore, you know? And so I wanted to know. What is the craziest thing that has happened at your job? I'm going to go first because you weren't even here. And this guy was looking 
for you. Yeah. Because you do this all the time. I didn't you know this You run your guy. mouth all oh, the time. Don't blame this on me. I didn't know this guy. I didn't know this guy from Adam. You obviously upset him. How? I am here at work. I'm doing my stuff. I go to get a drink of water in the break room, and I hear commotion upstairs. I hear, come on out, JJ. Show yourself. It was like the Joker. It was so ominous and scary. And I was like, what is going on? So I peep upstairs, and this guy is just walking around, pacing, looking for you, and just yelling over and over again, come on out, you little bee. Come on out, JJ. Show your face. It was so Frightening starts pounding on the windows and people are like, dude, you got to you got to get out of here. And he's like, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. Show me your face. And then he takes whatever was in his pants and wipes it all over the front door window here. I feel so bad for our maintenance guy because that happens too often. The the amount of poo that has been smeared around here is for real. Yeah. And disturbing. And so. He is like wiping, and then the cops show up looking for him. He had taken off on foot, didn't get too far because they caught up with him down the street. But they had, he was a known offender. Yeah, the cops knew who this guy was, and he had had some mental health issues. And I think at this point, he had been homeless. Yeah. And I was just, so I get a, I get a call from our, uh, from our HR, or maybe uh, he's our controller. I get a call that afternoon. And I think I had left here, gone to the gym, and then gone home, ate something, and I might have even been taking a nap because it was before baseball practice in the spring. Yeah. And he's like, do you know this guy? And I go, no, I don't know. And he goes, well, he just came here looking for you, wanting to be violent. Didn't you get chills, though, and when I, you heard the video? Yeah. And then, right. And we had the, we had yeah. the surveillance. They sent me the video, and I was able to watch it at home that afternoon. Yeah. And this guy was, he was unhinged, and something in his head said, JJ did it to me. Yeah. And I've, I've been doing radio a long, long time now, and I've never had that experience where, oh, he must be talking to me. Yeah. And then there was, like, that slight infatuation, or he's trying to give me a a, a detailed message through the airwaves in between all the words you know what i mean like i see that every once in a while where people get infatuated with like a local tv anchor yeah oh she's talking to me in private she's trying to give me a secret message like on something the, like that on happened. that tip we were doing the show and i pan over at a different day oh. and there's a girl in the doorway of our studio yeah. uh hence all the glass that has since been well, put up right. to protect us but She's standing there, and we don't know who works on the third level of this building, but they're always, it's like a rotating door, so you never know if they're They're supposed to be They're grabbing coffee or using our refrigerator or using the bathroom or whatever. And then she was like, "Um, hi, I'm I'm just here. I was wondering if you guys knew what the bubbles meant or whatever, and we're like, God, is this like a promotion or what, what should we know? And then she's like, I followed the bubbles here, and it told me in the Maroon 5 song to come here, and we piece it together like, this girl is a little uh, mistaken. She thought we were sending her messages through the radio, not broadcasting yeah. to tens of thousands of people. She thought we were talking directly to her. Yeah. And then every time we played that Maroon 5 song, that was some kind of a key for her to take action. Uh-huh. And it led her to our studios. And somehow she got through all the security and was standing here. And Not I, once, but then again the next day. She comes in. The only thing I knew how to do to resolve this problem was to leave Cat alone with her. (laughs) 
he and goes, get the hell out check. of here. Let me go check. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> whatever. It's every person for themselves, man. I ain't going out like that. I'm going to come back. I'm going to read Cassie as we have somebody on hold that has had something happen at let's her just, job as well. Jamie is, let's uh, let's call her the maker and the artist of a sub, uh, a sub sandwich, sub joint. sandwich okay. joint. Right. And what happened to her, I, I had her, uh, she texted. I said, you have to call and, and tell us about it. So both of those stories coming up next, but yours, crazy stuff that happened at your work. I forgot to tell you, we're talking about just kind of people coming unhinged at work stories. The Guitar Center employee that this video went viral, but he had to take a guy down because he wouldn't get out. You're going to leave right now. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? You are leaving this store right now. Good job, dude. (laughs) Good job, man. Uh, So uh, we're just uh, talking, and I'd forgotten. This had to be two, three years ago. Some guy, uh, obviously, he had some some issues, and I think the police had said he had just become homeless again. Came into the radio station, banging on doors and looking for me specifically. And I don't recognize this guy. I mean, I didn't have a beef with him or anything like that. But there's a, a weird thing that happens that people think that you're broadcasting directly to them. As much as we'd like to, you know, be on the same page as you and talk about things you want to talk about. Like I wasn't ever being like. Hey, Bill, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it was very, very weird. But uh, I forgot to tell you, I worked, I'd gotten fired from a radio job and we had just gotten married and I took a job stocking shelves at uh, a big blue and yellow box store. Okay. And uh, we, I was there, I was maybe there like a week and I would go in really early, like 530 in the morning, like way before it opened and we'd stock all the shelves and bring stuff in off the trucks for the back room, right? Like it was just, I didn't, I didn't have to wear the blue shirt or anything. I just walked in, showed my badge, all that stuff. But the one morning, it was just about, they were just about to open their doors. And the all of a sudden, I noticed there's cops everywhere. We're bringing stuff, product out and stocking the shelves. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, what's going on? So it was a former employee had tried to ram the front doors oh, with his man. car. Now, you ever seen those posts, those cement posts that are in front of the building? Yeah, the pylons. They, they work. Yeah. This guy really tried to, ra- like, his car was so crushed in the in the front because mm-hmm. he tried to ram through those. He thought he was just going to run them over, I think, and go right through the front door. But he had gotten fired, I don't know, a week, two weeks before. Some people, all the people in the morning knew who the guy was. Yeah. They're like, that's Randy. That's, oh, my God, that's Randy. They're taking Randy away in the cop car. Oh. He had tried to ram his way in. And those big pylon deals, they really, really worked. Yeah. And I feel so, like before you before you react like that, you really have to stop and think, how is this going to affect my whole life? I'm going to have a rap sheet for being violent because they didn't give me enough hot cocoa mix. Or I don't know what the deal was that set you off. But I you think, the, think about the firing, it. The, I think there's two things that will set you off. Number one, rejection. Yeah. Probably from a female more than a male. I don't see, I don't hear about a lot of women doing this. I don't hear a lot of women getting in the car and going, oh, he doesn't want to date me. I'm going to ram my car through the Best Buy front doors. Uh, And then I think the other thing is when you get fired because it it has everything to do with your liveliness. You're not going to be able to pay rent. You're not going to be able to feed your kids, that kind of stuff. So uh, I know we're not supposed to say your name and I I apologize if I did before, but tell us about what happened here at the uh, the sub shop. Okay. Um, So I work at a very popular sandwich restaurant. Okay. <laughs> right, I get you. And um, one woman was so mad that we had no fat-free mayo that she literally reached her arm around and grabbed all the toppings, like the lettuce, onions, tomatoes, like olives and stuff, and started throwing it at the other customers in line. Oh, my God. You know, I feel like this is where we're at. When I see how people react to situations where normally you're supposed to, as an adult, like shake it off. Things will be okay. 
look at what the, she's probably teaching young kids that are around her all the time. You know, that's and what do scary. you do when this happens? I exactly. mean, you just stand back. You're not going to fight this woman, right? Oh, no, no, no. We had to throw her to the ground. It got to the point where she was getting, oh. like, aggressive, like, chucking this stuff at people. Like, it wasn't even just, like, throwing it around. She was full on, like, chucking these toppings. So you had to, like, get on top of her, throw her to the ground, and, like, hog tire. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Like, you're Batman. It was, it was wild. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I do read all the text messages that come in. Yes, especially if they spark up a conversation. Alyssa had texted us towards the end of the show yesterday and just asked us, what do you guys call your in-laws? And so I told her I call mine Judy and Rance. And then you call. What's yours. his real name? Is it? It's not Rance, is it? Yeah. Is, it, is legal Christian birth name on the certificate is R-A-N-T-Z? No, Rance. R-A-N-C-E. Rance. I don't know if I've ever heard that name. You haven't? Besides your Rance? That's his name? It's not Lawrence? No, it's Rance. R-A-N-C-E. I bet it's Lawrence. I bet you it's not. I bet you I got a text. I got a texter. But no, I, I think it's just Who Rance. Who names their kid Rance? I'll text her. But Judy and Rance, yours is Terry and Lisa, yeah. right? Have you ever called them mom and dad? No. Not even at a holiday get-together. Hey, Mom. I see how this could happen. I think it could happen if, let's say you didn't have a good relationship with your parents. Maybe your parents have been passed yeah. on by the time you got into the, the relationship with your spouse. I could understand that both my parents were still alive when I got married. My parents knew Terry and Lisa really, really well. Yeah. So it would have been weird for me to call either of my in-laws mom or dad i don't know a ton of people that do i don't i don't maybe i don't even know like two or three but she says my husband thinks it would be really cute <clears throat> if i start calling my in-laws mom and dad mm. i reminded him i already have a mom and dad he's almost acting mad that i don't want to so Jeez. that is a weird reaction to that it's it's a you have to have it that, organically happen that guy is a huge mama's boy i can guarantee it maybe like he my does, mom is your mom he does everything his mom says his mom has given him everything i can i can guarantee mm-hmm. it i don't know this person but i can guarantee he is a huge mama's boy i don't know how many people call their in-laws mom and dad i would feel what do you call your in-laws real quick if it's, if it's something other than their first name what is it why is it finding out that Rance, Kat's mother-in-law, R-A-N-C-E. Father-in-law. Or father, sorry, father-in-law. <laughs> uh, that, I can't believe his name isn't Lawrence. No, it's just Rance Philip Baker. Uh, of all the years I've spent on God's green earth, I have never heard the first name Rance. Really? You know what's weird is that we went to my brother-in-law's wedding. Rance is my father-in-law, and now my brother-in-law's dad is Vance. Rance and Vance. Rance and Vance. How crazy is that? Like, what What are the odds? Vance sounds more made up than Rance. No, 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 no. I've heard Vance before. Vince Vance and the Valiants. That's Vance the only Joy. one. Vance Joy. Vance Joy, I guess. Riptide. Vance. Uh, I want to. Uh, Vance is a good name. I like anyway, that. we're on the topic of and brought up by Alyssa at the end of the show. And remember, if you have any topics that you want us to bring up, text us, find us on socials, whatever. We love to bring them forth. But she said, uh, what do you guys call your in-laws? Because my husband wants me to start calling my in-laws mom and dad. I already have a mom and dad. He's like acting a little upset that I don't want to. But it has to be, it has to feel right. You can't like forcefully call someone a name. Hey, good morning, Linnea. Hey, good morning. Hey, 
Yeah, to answer your question, my in-laws, um, I call them mom and dad, but I've been with my husband for almost 13 years, but they treat me like I'm one of their own. So it's okay. just like natural to call them mom and dad. And do you have a biological mom and dad that are in your life? Yep. Okay. Yep. And I still have my stepdad that's in my life. I still call him dad too. So well, What do you do if you're all together? Um, I'll say like if my stepdad's new wife, I call her mama and then her first name. So if she's around, I say mama Cam. And then I just, I'll say like mom Barb or mom um, Dan, which is my in-laws. Yeah. If we're all together, but it's not very often we're all together, mainly mm-hmm. like the kids' birthday parties, but. Does it feel it just, organic to do it or do you feel when you say it that you have to think about how to say it? It just feels natural. Okay. Cool. Listen, I get a lot of questionable things in my youth and through my college years that leave me confused just regularly, and this has got me really peaking right now. Yeah, it's just, it's all natural. I don't know. So I was like, I still got to call them and let them know that there there's some of us out there. And I think what helps, though, is because they treat their um, daughter-in-laws or son-in-laws like family yeah. that... You know, yeah, they treat us f- like we're their own kids. I and feel like I've been treated like family, family. from my from my wife's or from my wife's parents, but I've I just never as it said yeah. dad or mom. I feel and- truly terrible for the people that don't have good in laws. I've been very blessed. And so Oh yeah, so have I. Yeah. You, you guys got thank you for the call, by the way. The text we just got in. I'm not gonna say your name, she said, but I call my in laws Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> His dad is the beauty and mama is the beast. That's horrible. She's such a mean beast and he's so nice. What the heck? I get that's what you call them like behind their back, but face to face, you calling your in-laws mom and dad, that's weird. What is the last book you read? I am reading it now. Like one I've completed. No. Yeah, yeah. One I'm reading now is from boys to teens. What to expect. You ever read, like, uh, the smutty, skanky books? Yes. Okay, so my, my wife has been into these for years, and I feel like I've I'm actually received, one right received now. some of the reciprocal benefits out of this. But So here's where I'm torn. Like, when she reads the smutty, skanky books, yeah. then I get some. But, it's so true. So there was, we used to give away um, stuff from that, sexual line yeah yeah what was it it was uh, like a it, this author it wasn't it was adam and eve it was something a else book and then it would be paired with a candle it was m- my favorite scented candle i've ever smelled in my entire life it's your association it's an yes. association smell so i would light the candle smell like nookie and i would read this excerpt all the time because it was so hot it was so steamy the way things were described i was like this person is good so nothing wrong with reading a little smut I encourage my wife, download, what, that $15 download? Download that. It's worth it to me. But something has developed where I'm a little uneasy now. Uh She's turned her love for smutty books into a book club. Oh, yeah. And now there's a handful of women who read smut that'll be populating my home tonight Mm -hmm. to drink wine. And I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of want to eavesdrop all on coming it. To your yeah, house. yeah, right. So my wife, my wife one day goes, "I'm going to have a book club." I go, "You'll never follow through with this, Trish." Yeah, and she did. And now there's a handful of women who are going to come to my house, sit around and drink wine and talk about really, really smutty things with these books. Yeah, and I kind of want to be part of it, Listen. but I'm a little bit scared that I'm going to walk downstairs and my wife's going to be making out with three other girls. Here's what you can do. All right, 
You're not in terrible shape. So this is what you can do. Go work out upstairs. Get all glossy, okay? <laughs> and then I want you to put on one of those do-rags like what LL used to wear. Okay. And just have some sweats on with some boxers just big enough to read whoever the, the designer is. The label across, is. okay, yeah, right, like, sure. Yeah, uh, like Calvin or whatever. You're like, I can afford that. So have that going. No shirt. And then act like you have something going on in the backyard, like a fire to build, like what guys do. They build fires. So I want you to grab like huge <laughs> logs, okay? And I want you to like break them in half on your knee and put them in there. All right, all right. And light it on fire. The girls will like, oh my God, they'll drool. I You'll just, feel so good about yourself. Doubtful. I just want to know, is anyone else having Smutty Book Club? Mm. And if so, how, how does it work? Do you actually really even talk about the books or either just drink wine and complain about your husband's? Look at this. I have my book club DM pulled up. What is the book that we have to start reading? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't go for the book. I just I don't know how wine. to feel about this. Like I, I'm, part of me is like I should just go to a friend's house and play poker or I should uh, go to the bar and watch a game. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That does not. That sound sounds hot. made up. That sounds. What would you do, though? You know you're going to have, uh, I don't know, half a dozen girls in your living room drinking wine, reading smut. Yeah. You go down there. Do you leave them alone? I'm trying I'd, to figure out what my play is here. Yeah. So, I I Just give them a little give them a tease. Give nah, them a tease. Nobody wants that. Do I remember you telling me a story about you being a shoplifter at Target back in the day? No, my friend Missy was. Oh, but you were there. You were the accomplice. You were a distraction. Well, she was showing us how she would always steal lip gloss. And that was it. She would only steal lip gloss. And she was like, watch how easy it is. Trust me. The beeper won't go off. And I had, it was back when those lip balms this big, like massive, you know, you don't quite know what that looks like. But it's about the size of a silver dollar. Yeah. yeah. So it's huge. Okay. And she would take like two or three. And I just like. I would pretend, and then I'd quick throw it back where the makeup was. I'm like, I can't you go down it, like was that. Was she doing it for the rush? Because I'm, I'm assuming, knowing that you grew up wealthy, that your friends also had money, right? Did they? Did, she didn't have to get this. Like she didn't have to steal to feed her family, no, right? No, she didn't. Her, but her. The thing is, she was the most wild person on the planet. Mm, and those are um, fun friends. Her dad was a pastor. He was. Oh, it's like footloose. Yes, and she <laughs> was pregnant our senior year. She was stealing. Now she's got three. kids kids one's going off to college it's so weird to think that we're at that age you know but um she was she was crazy when you decided you were going to go to target with your friend missy and jack lip gloss what was the getaway plan was it just shove it in our pockets and hurry up and run i guess you guys didn't think that far away she didn't have to have one because she was like so confident that we weren't going to get caught she swore up and down and i'm like i i i never took anything i bet you the best thieves are i bet you they think they're going to walk into a bank with a stapler in their pocket and pull out eighty thousand dollars yeah there's got to be a confidence the reason i bring it up uh, one of the stories in the news today is this guy that he got arrested for shoplifting and he had 37 pounds of weed in his trunk all right so if you my theory is if you're going to do something wrong Don't compound it on something else. If you have 37 pounds of marijuana, 37 pounds Mm -hmm. of marijuana in your trunk, don't go do other stuff that you're going to get busted for. Make sure your headlights work. Don't roll a stop sign. Don't go shoplifting. Don't mouth off to the guy in the Panera line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you got 37 pounds of weed, I would expect you to just be normal. What would you do as a guy that has muscles and you have the capability of stopping 
let's say, you know, those girls that go into Ulta and just grab everything yeah, and put it in a bag and I try to rush problems, out. No. You don't. You those wouldn't. Bear, you those, wouldn't stand in front of the door and try to make sure that they those places go are insured. You don't know anymore today if somebody's got a gun or a knife or anything like that. Yeah, I ain't going out like that. I just wonder. I can't imagine my wife getting the call. Hey, uh, Trish. Yeah, um, your husband got shot because he tried to stop a robbery at Lululemon. No. I wonder how many people would. Like you're not in that position until you are, and then your body just takes over. Sometimes your mind shuts off, and you're like, I gotta. I got to stop these people from doing bad things or I'm going to start having to pay more for these items because they're idiots and they steal everything. If I saw somebody getting mugged or assaulted, I would step in no matter what. Okay, good. But if you're stealing from someplace, I'm stepping good. There you go. I'll open the door for you on the way out to avoid having to deal with somebody like that. I I just ain't going out like that. I can't believe Derek of all people raced after that guy with that uh, stack of jeans. At the mall. He, he, listen. And that was premeditated because they had a getaway car outside. I'm sure your husband has you fully convinced that he was doing this for the good of society. But he knew upon first stride that he wasn't catching that guy. I wonder this what was for looks. he was going to do. Because he just took off. His little legs. He just took off. He, this he was, was for sure. after the guy. Your husband is exactly like me. Here's the deal. If I got to run after someone, yeah. ain't no chance I'm catching them. But in a scared situation, mm-hmm. if you're running after me, ain't no chance you're catching me. I feel like he could have pushed him really hard from the back. All the jeans would go flying. Then the guy would be like, oh, no. Then it's assault. The that is true. That, I'm telling you, there is. I know. I know the cops don't want to hear this, but there is zero reason for you to stop a robbery. I don't think they want you to. I think all cops say don't. Put yourself in harm's way. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.